to Half the Brain, the podcast that has half the brain you do and half the facts you do. Uh, it's me, it's your boy, it's the big dirty easy. Uh, it's Danny Barrett. Uh, how we all doing? Love you, all right? Um, joined as ever by my tag team partner in this wrestling adventure, Mr. Ferry Tonk. Mr. Niall, how we doing? Love you, all right? I'm very well, thank you. Just about over the great uh, quiz loss of 2023. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back next year, bigger and stronger. Yeah, your tag team partner in the quiz and add the triple threat to our uh, t- uh, um, trios tag challenge. Uh, uh, Mr. Vitamin J, Jordan, how are we doing? Love you, all right? Howdy, howdy. Um, wouldn't say we were robbed. That isn't a word I'd use, <laughs> but it's what people might say. <laughs> I felt like I'd started the rumble at number one and got chucked over in the last four by Santino Morella. <laughs> I I felt like Davy Boy Smith in that like I thought I'd won it and then Shawn Michaels appeared from nowhere because only one foot touched. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like Howard Finkel stumbling over my words and constantly going over things. But no, <laughs> never mind, never mind. Right, we're gonna do so first pod of the year 2024. So let's have a look back over 2023 and let's let's talk about some of the best moments some of the worst moments and then let's have a little look forward to 2024 and see what's coming up this year and what we're excited for so vitamin j mr j you start us off give us one of your best moments from 2023 so for me it's been not necessarily a moment but moments of uh the build and development of someone that i honestly never thought of much of at first yeah but it's the ascension of swerve strickland oh mate you've stolen my first best one but there Sorry. we go I've, I've got a backup but there we go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I aw um as much as i enjoy it like it and watch it religiously at the minute um are guilty of signing wwe talent that's been let go and then not doing much with them and uh, even some New Japan guys as well, like, you know, Jay White's one, for example, at the minute. Um, Miro's been one. Andrade's been one, etc. And Strickland, at first, Str- Swerve at first, you know, t- he, had those, he had those weird groupings, you know, it was like with the, the mogul affiliates, I think they were, those tattooed lads who just yeah. vanished out into thin air. Um, then mogul embassy, which was the embassy from ROH, put it, you know, and it just felt a little bit like I was slinging him into places, and he's just going to try and fit. He had the tag team with Keith Lee as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know hadn't. There's not really been a blow off for that feud or anything like that. Well, like he there was to... going to be, there was going to be one, but he got injured, Keith Lee, before the last pay per view, didn't it? So he had ended sure. up being dusting. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, but he, he, even that though, that that's what like a year or so too late. Yeah, like, definitely. Like yeah. when when he stomped the cinder block into him, it was that was ages ago, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, but as time's gone on, he's under the radar, low key, just kind of not the wrestler. Um, he's slowly gotten um, like just better and better and become. He's a brilliant promo you believe in him when he talks like i i believe he's a psychopath i honestly fear for my life around the man um when he's on point uh it's incredible incredible in the ring um just does everything the right way and um you know the fans are behind him now everyone's kind of 
he's really galvanized it and he's kind of an undeniable um fixture now in the main event of AEW and it's for me it's it's kind of come out of nowhere yeah but i'm absolutely loving everything to do with Swerve Strickland um give that man the belt let nana dance it's just the brilliant. nana dance the theme tune is a banger mm. Swerve mm-hmm. theme tune is a banger garments um absolute banger right um prince nana dancing is a work of genius do not stop that um giving him brian cage and the you know the rest of the mogul embassy it's just like a little you'd stand behind him as backup sort of thing cool i'm yeah. done with that you know um uh, don't need much focus on them they can stick to roh that's fine uh yeah. but yeah i'm right with you on that swerve strickland is for me one of the highlights of last year, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. And especially that was going to be my pick. I do have a backup, so I'm all right. But yeah, especially coming out of the ashes of all the silliness that we talked about at Nauseam with CM Punk and then with the Jack Perry thing and um, Sammy Guevara and um, uh, what's he called? Uh, Eddie Kingston having fights backstage and all that, you know, people on Twitter and the negative stuff that the wrestlers are doing and all that kind of thing. Seeing something positive come out of it, of some of there are individual members in that roster that are just putting their head down, doing the job, working and improving things. And like since MJF's kind of, I don't know if he's left or whether he's, I think he's know, injured, he is coming back. injured and obviously they're going to play up the bidding war of 2024, etc. Yeah. and stuff like that. So I don't but, think we'll see MJF till March, April time, you know, at least. And you, I got him. I've got to admit, I don't miss him. No, because no. people like Swerve um, and some other people that I'll mention later on in part of the what we're looking forward to part of it. Yeah, um, have really like filled the gaps left behind by the you know those the silly horrible things that have kind of happened in twenty twenty three. Yeah, so that, that's why Swerve's one of my highlight picks. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Mr. Nile, your first best of from last year or best moment? Well, best bit? Um, it still remains to be seen, but the purchase of WWE and UFC by TKO. Mm. Because yeah, yeah. it's just, you probably won't see much of it as we speak, but that is just going to throw WWE into flux for better or worse. Definitely. Because you don't have um, Mustachio McMahon's iron grip on everything all the time. And the new deal that sort of got announced this week, so from 2025 in the UK, um, WWE will be on Netflix. Uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, uh, premium live events, as they like to call them now. Uh, all of that will be on Netflix. So I don't know what's going to happen to the library and the like. The WWE Network, you know, will we still be able to watch ECW on the network or whatever? But uh, yeah, getting them into Netflix, that's that's crazy. People are going to watch that who aren't a fan and going to see Raw. Yeah. Will it be if it's still three hours long? That'll be madness uh, because there won't be any adverts. So yeah, so be- wrestlers won't be able to have a little uh, break. Yeah, a little break, <laughs> or if they do, because there will still be adverts for people who aren't paying at this yeah right tier. So you, you if you pay for the premium stuff, you're going to see those headlocks. 
you're going to see those rest holds <laughs> in all that glory. Uh, <laughs> and for those of you on the basic tier, raw rolls on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, we're not going to wear, uh, coming up later on on the USA Network, La Femme Nikita. Uh, premiering on the, on the USA Network tonight, La Femme Nikita. Uh, I do think it'll take a few <laughs> a few months, probably the best part of a year for everything to kind of settle down because um, old dickhead Dunn's left as well, hasn't he? Yeah. So that should be very interesting. There you go, now stealing another one of my picks for the best moment <laughs> in 2023, damn you. I do have another one, though. I do have another one, though. I've got rid of that horrible, shaky, zoom-in cam and all that they've gotten rid of stuff like that you know so that's that is a bonus of him leaving let's be yeah. fair well like i say if that if that's happening i'm willing to go back and try it out again i'm definitely gonna watch the rumble i'm sort of interested in in the rumble that, that coming up this year i mean what is it saturday night so you've got what cody punk um mcintyre uh one of the usos kevin owens there's a lot of dudes around at the minute who could potentially win it um, and I think it'd be piss funny. I think it'd be fucking hilarious if they say to uh, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, uh, come in for the Rumble, be part of the Rumble, and then you know you don't have to sign a long term deal. Just sign, you know, just come in for the Rumble. She comes into the Rumble and then fucks off to AEW. I think that'd be fucking hilarious if she did that. Uh, well played to you, Sasha, if you do do that. Uh, but it, we'll see. That's the only thing of uh, you know I'm asked about with the women's Rumble, but. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm quite looking forward to, to to that. So if if it's done free, if you will, <laughs> if you will, um, I'll be happy with that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, as well this week, part of the, not part of the Netflix deal, but The Rock is now a member of the board of TKO Holdings. Not, not of the WWE or UFC, of TKO Holdings. So is he Vince's boss now? <laughs> or is he on the same level as Vince? Vince's boss, I believe. I think Vince's position at the moment is just purely ceremonial. Yeah. Yeah. N nothing. Jeez. So, like, Rock's got the deal Hulk always wanted. Apparently, like, the true deal that Hulk wanted was part of WWF, like, stock, you know, be on the board, etc. And he never got that. And that's why him and Vince sort of fell out in the late 90s. And uh, so. Rock's got that now. <laughs> now, but you see, SummerSlam, yeah? This is what's going to happen. <laughs> we're going to cut to TKO headquarters. Yeah. And then we're going to go to an interior shot of Triple H with a sledgehammer, bashing down the Rock's door. <laughs> I've just bought 51% of this company. <laughs> the name. Oh, my word. Yeah. Shane walks in. <laughs> Can the you name. On the contract did say Levesque, but said Helms McMahon. Can you imagine? Well, yeah. Could you imagine the the uh, end of year reports that Hulk Hogan would give if he was a CEO? The lies and bullshit that he would do in the numbers. It would be amazing. They wouldn't have been going past ninety eight. They wouldn't What's have that? got to the Attitude Era and have been no. Stop <laughs> Steve Austin doesn't work for me, brother. Uh. I propose that Brutus Barber Beefcake be made WWE champion. 
This Nick Hogan's looking good, brother. Let's put him in a workout regime. God. Yeah, I know. We're all right there, Hulk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to go with my first pick then now. And my first well, pick. Your third pick. Well, yeah, my third. <laughs> really, yeah, because these two have stolen both of our idea. But uh, <clears throat> um, I'm going to go with Christy Cage in AEW. He's been fucking brilliant. And, like, I had given up on Christian, like, completely. When when he came back to WWE and had those sort of matches with Orton for the belt, it was nice that he got the championship. But then they sort of turned him with the, uh, give me one more title shot, uh, just one more title shot. Blah, blah. And uh, then they just sort of, like, stopped using him, never doing anything with him. And you just thought, all right, well, he's coming to the end now. Edge and Christie got their own show on the network. He's coming to the end of his career. Brilliant. You know, uh, set, right off into the distance. Great. Whatever. And then AEW announced he's coming there and you think, <laughs> all right, you've signed Big Show. Why not? I suppose, you know, you, you're a new company. You need a few stars to bring people's eyes in. Fair play. Um, but then they just did the right shit with him. They gave him his old TNA theme music. They put him with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and immediately, no, well, not immediately, but built up that he was going to turn on them. He, he's going to turn them any minute now. You can see he's going to turn them. And when he did, the the lines he's been coming out with, like, you know, the, about people's fathers being dead and, you know, all this sort of thing. But this year, the explosion of that and Edge coming to AEW, or last year, sorry, I should say, Nick Wayne. Uh, and and the bringing in of Nick Wayne under his wing, uh, Luchasaurus, and that you could see this, what's going to happen there one day with Luchasaurus, but you're just waiting for that to happen sort of thing. I think it's just all been brilliant, and I've been fucking really enjoying the bollocks that comes out. With the minute you know a wrestler is stood in the ring being interviewed and you, and you realise this guy's dad's dead, and then all of a sudden Chris's music hits. It's just... <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, I've been fucking loving it. I've been absolutely loving it. So there's my first pick for the best. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't disagree. I think Christian's been uh one of those people that I mentioned before who just got their head down, done the gig and you know, filled in gaps and yeah. really been um an amazing focal point and just hilarious, evil proper snide shitty little heel like what he did um uh was it a world's end when him and was it world's end was the pay-per-view when him and edge fought yes yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah you know and that that whole like taking the title shot from luchasaurus the title shot cashing from luchasaurus and yeah you know just all and then and just being like a horrible snivelly little oh run a horrible person but in the most brilliant way just Oh, it's just, and he's been really good in ring as well. Like yeah. even even for his age, he's maintained you know his abilities and stuff, doing the things that he can do rather than trying to do stuff that he that he used to be able to do, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, I remember him him and Matt Hardy had a match on Dynamite, I think it may have been, and someone held up a sign in the crowd saying, "I played this match on No Mercy on the N sixty four. And I just thought to myself, "Come on, guys, what are we doing here? Why are you two having a match?" You know, you two should be working with two young guys, putting them over or whatever at this point in your career. But now, 
you're like, I want Christian to come out. Where's Christian? Why is he not on Collision or Dynamite this week or whatever? You know, I want to know what's going, where he is, what is, what is his thoughts on this particular town and their sports franchise. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Jay, give us your second uh, best moment or best bit. So, second one is another AEW one, but it's all in London. Yes. Me and you both, me and you went, unfortunately, now couldn't go, but um, amazing show. But all that aside, it's the idea that a second wrestling company in the world, even if they're a distant second, Mm. can pull that event off yeah you know almost phil wembley and it, one of the you know one of the biggest stadiums in the world and a, and, and a man had nothing to do with it yeah and on the back of someone who before aew was an, an indie wrestler who i'd never really heard of in mjf yeah and adam cole the guy that was like the too skinny hbk that wwe wanted to make a manager like yeah. it's kind of the, the, you know it, it, the the card was built on that a lot. Of, I, I know that a lot of the people turned up, bought tickets before they even announced matches and stuff like that. But the show, the story, was built on those two. Yeah, definitely. Um, the you know a, a card that had everything from like you know insane matches like the the stadium stampede, yeah, to uh, the coffin match, um. You know, incredible, like Chris Jericho's probably most athletic match that he's had since God knows when with it, Will Ospreay. Um, Roger, yeah, yeah. You know, a, a brilliant Young Bucks FTR match. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, a, a solid four way with the women as well. Like, just a really, really impressive card, a really good show. Um, and just the, the spectacle of it, like, it's, it, and it's crazy to think that a secondary company that's not WWE for all their faults and everything that we can, you know, pick apart and people will do about AEW. And I've seen, you know, what you, what you see online with the people now um, and the tribalism thing, but it's an incredible achievement for a secondary company to do that. WCW never achieved that. Do you know what I mean? Like when they did yeah. uh, Georgia Dome, I think they, they did about 40,000 when they did Goldberg Hogan. Like I think when they came did, over here, WCW, they do Wembley Arena. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't do, uh, sorry, um, yeah, they wouldn't yeah. do the stadium, they'd do the arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, they, 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 their own, like I said, their only stadium show, was I remember, if, I, if I'm remembering it right, was a Nitro with Goldberg Hogan at the Georgia Dome, and they yeah. didn't, and it was, was 40,000. AEW, this secondary thing, this secondary company, did almost double that. Yeah. It's crazy, it's crazy. That's that's mad. And for me, as a wrestling fan, I think that's brilliant because it means that there's, you know, more wrestling, more more things that for us to watch. Yeah, and, and someone and else's it, version of it as well. Exactly, and it's probably as lit a fire under the WWE as well. Like I said, I don't watch WWE enough to really say whether it's properly um, better or worse or whatever than the last time I saw it. Really, but from I'm what getting, I've heard. Yeah, what I've, you know, you know, heard, but definitely it's it definitely seems to have lit a fire in, under them creatively because they're pulling out some of the best stuff apparently at the moment. WWE. That's right. why I'm, I'm getting back interested into watching it, and I'm I'm looking forward to the Rumble. You know, because yeah, they are apparently by all means 
doing some good shit. I just can't be arsed with three hours of Raw <laughs> every yeah. week, and then another two hours of SmackDown. And I'm, you know, I've never watched SmackDown anyway, uh, unless I was staying in a hotel and it was on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, this kind of thing benefits both, you know. And but it's like I said, I'm, I'm for my personal experience being there. Never been in a wrestling show of that st- stature before. Exactly. Yeah. You know, biggest before that was at the MEN, you know? Yeah. To watch a Raw. So, yeah, it was incredible. And it was just really good. And it was really fun to see the little engine that could, like, do something that great. So, for me, yeah, that was my second favorite part of the year. Bang on, mate. I'm 100% with you. Uh, another idea of mine, another one of mine stolen away. Never mind. Uh, I've, I've got another backup. So, it's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 Mr. Nile, give us your second best moment. The banner year for the artist formerly known as Walter. Oh. Oh. He's now eclipsed. Um, he's he's the longest reigning intercontinental champion now. Yeah, definitely. And he just fully deserves it. I still feel he could be pushed more. I think he is what would have happened if they pushed Kevin Owens that hard when he came in. Because I've still got high hopes for KO. Yeah. Oh, fucking hey, definitely. I mean, look, Kevin Steen was one of the greatest things in professional wrestling. And then he went to WWE. And I, you don't want to call him Kevin Steen, fair enough, you go change his name. But they changed a little bit too much about him, I think. And it just, you know, he needs to be going up against somebody. You know, like when he was doing against Cornet in ROH or something like that, he needs to be having that p- figure who's there constantly. He can't just be the wrestler. There needs to be a sort of figurehead for him to put up against a lot like Austin uh, um, to get that full character out of him. But yeah. I, I, yeah. With with uh, Gunther though, I don't understand why they had to change his name, copyright thing or whatever, but I'm used to it now, I guess. Yeah. I they think just like that's... to have their own branding, don't they? They just like to have their own thing. Yeah. They own it then, don't they? And yeah. if he leaves, he can go back to Gunther uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, and, uh, Walt, Walter, sorry, you know, and, uh, you know, people will still remember him. Like, but it, it's just, yeah, it's WWE thing. But I think with Vince going, I think we might start, with, well, we're already starting to see it a little bit, I think, I believe, but you're going to start seeing people's second names coming back, I think. Uh, yeah, some of the, like, well, <coughs> Was it Butch has already gone back to Pete Dunn? Thank God for yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So you know you start to see it. So will we get you know will Otis get his second name back? Will he become Dijovic or whatever it was again? Uh, you know, um, will you know Gunther revert back to Waller? I doubt that one will happen. But uh, yeah, they'll want that one for the record books now. They want to keep that one. Yeah, oh, I think Walter, he is like the probably the most successful big man that they sort of brought in, you know, like even since the days of Heidenreich, where they completely misused him. <laughs> yeah. You want someone who's like, who rarely loses. Yeah. And just like goes up against, like, well, at the moment it's Roman Reigns, who I believe wrestled a mighty 12 matches in. 2023. Yeah, probably all the pay-per-views. <laughs> pretty nice. much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. 
Um, I think he's. I think he's brought also. He's brought back a bit of prestige to the IC title. You know, there was the the Chad Gable sort of feud that happened, and um, like I said, I listened to like the results of it all. I listened to a couple of podcasts about it, and uh, from what I heard, that sounded like a really sort of bit of a banger feud that was going on for a month or summer, you know. Uh, yeah, the actual was, title match is, yeah. is up there in match of the year for 2023 for me. Yeah. What, it's, Gable versus uh, Gunther? His three-way with, um, was it McIntyre and Sheamus at the Cardiff show? Yeah. It was yeah. unbelievable. I mean, to be fair, I used to watch Walter when he was in progress, when he was an indie wrestler, and was probably the more, most legit-looking wrestler you know because you get wrestlers and they look you get some wrestlers and they look like they're playing the part of a wrestler almost like you know i i don't believe that they'd necessarily win in a fight yeah most fights anyway probably beat me but um you know walter and his transformation as well the way that he looks now is unbelievable it's night and day like yeah. from the walter that i remember in like progress wrestling and wxw and stuff in the oh indie. yeah he the I, Body shape and what a transformation! Yeah. And he lo- he looks somehow looks more threatening. Yeah, like he and just of course looks, he's yeah. probably one of the only wrestlers who doesn't need to like maximize the sound effects when he does them chops. Oh God, no! Swear <laughs> to God, if you were at the back of Wembley Stadium and he went chopping, you could hear that shit unmiked. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> he a big thing of it when he came up in NXT. And like every well NXT UK and every opponent like afterwards they show the chest and it's like whoa. There's some brilliant slow mo videos of it as well from like his indie days where you like he'll slap someone as the hand comes on you'll see like the body ripple really slowly and the because the impact and the indent oh just would not want to be on the end of them. No. (laughs) No thanks. No thank you. Um. Oh yeah. Fucking a. Well, yeah, Gunther. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely. I'll yeah, we'll have that one. We'll have that for sure. Right, my last one. My last good one. Seeing as all all in's been taken, Kevin Dunn leaving WWE's been taken, swerving AEW's been taken. I'm gonna go with something very different here. Uh, Matt Cardona's indie run. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, the from the sort of. Dressing up as Macho King, you know, and being the king of the Indies, to beating Nick Cage and and then being king of the Death Match, um, bringing Chelsea Green's WWE Women's Title Belt out with him uh, during a match, saying he's one half of the WWE Women's Champion because he's married to Chelsea Green. Fucking brilliant! But not just his indie wrestling stuff, the indie toys he's doing as well, uh, yeah. which I think I. Are brilliant. I mean, they've brought the uh, him and Brian Myers have sort of brought back the Hasbro style figures, and a lot of people have started to get onto the back of that now and 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 make their own retro style Hasbro figures. The there's some odd choices being made for them, like Jack Tunney. Uh, you know, <laughs> who wants a Jack Tunney figure? Who's, but on the same on the same stories, who doesn't? If you're a collector, you to be fair, Jack yeah. I, I mean, I have got quite a few wrestling <laughs> figures behind me here, and a Jack Tunney would slit, slot in nicely with some of them. To be fair, <laughs> I mean, who's going to make the matches? 
Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, they've also brought back the Bendems. Uh, I was never really a big fan of the Bendems, but uh, it's, you know, for for indie guys to get a little bit extra, a little bit something different to sell other than a t-shirt and whatever, it, I think it's brilliant. And and what they're doing is uh, yeah, really good stuff. So uh, long may it continue. Um, definitely, definitely. He still lives and breathes it as well. From like you know the stuff that I see on Twitter. He's still really, oh. really fucking passionate about it. And he is like that guy that's like, it's always, it's still real to me, damn it. He, he yeah. is probably the most passionate wrestler on the planet right now. And uh, to be fair, he is, he is in my boy stable. He has been for a while since the days of Z Long, Long Island True Life Story. Like, I've been, you know, I was watching that from the sort of third or fourth episode. It was fantastic. Him trying to get over a fence and saying, why can't you get over? Stuff like that. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. And um, so I've always enjoyed him. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Um, <laughs> but for him, when he, when he got caught from WWE, I was worried. I was like, ah, he's not going to, I don't know if he's going to. And then he turned up in AEW for like a week, two weeks. And then that was it. And then all of a sudden he's turned up against Nick Gage and he's fucking fighting Nick Gage in a death match with a pizza cutter and shit like that. And you're like, Hang on a minute. What? <laughs> and it's such a turnaround, and he's done so fucking well with it. It's yeah, uh, well done to the lad. Well done. But his his business game in terms of like not what he does in the ring, but like his merch and all that sort of stuff is yeah. such um, an ex- a positive expansion on what like the Bullet Club and the Young Bucks did. Remember when they had like they were the highest selling like merch guys in like other than WWE in place in like had shops uh, in America like Hot Topic and stuff selling. Yeah. Bullet Club gear and stuff, and they really built that. He seems to have taken that blueprint and yeah. moved it up to so many impressive levels, and has created, like oh, you yeah. said, revenue streams for not only himself but um, other wrestlers. And it's made him uh, put him in a situation where he doesn't need to go to an AW, a TNA, a <laughs> WWE. He doesn't need to go back. Like he's pretty comfortable, comfortable and set um, doing what he loves, which is this pure pro wrestling thing that he yeah you know and and yeah you're right it's it's wonderful like seeing him do all these different things as well i saw him wrestle some there's a wrestler don't know what he's called but he dresses like michael jackson and he does like the moonwalk and stuff and uh, into yeah he's like like that i know you mean i know you mean yeah yeah, i know i can't remember the wrestler's called but he he do like the ddt or something like that that's yeah yeah he does that and him and cardona had a match where the where the michael jackson went under the ring and turned into the wolf from um thriller video (laughs) and uh, but it 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 sounds dumb but like it works so well with a guy he's such a chameleon in terms of the different things that he can pull off you know what i mean like like you say he can wrestle nick gage at gcw and he can go to another Indian wrestle, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Does the robot guy still yeah, wrestle? Do you know? Good run of it. So, fair play to him. Yeah. Does the robot guy still wrestle? Do you know? I'm sure there's a robot. I'm sure I saw a Shakara, a robot. You know, like doing the full robot moves, but dressed as a robot that looked fucking amazing. <laughs> um, I could be I don't wrong. Remember with that. him? Could be wrong with that. Never mind. Right. Let's turn our attention to the worst. <laughs> uh, the deep, dark worst of uh, 2023. Um, 
Jay, you start us off. What have you got for the for your first worst moment of twenty? Uh, for me, it's the Frank Grimes storyline of WWE, which is Cody Rhodes. Damn it! Sorry, but he is Frank Grimes. He is the guy that does everything right and um, just doesn't get anywhere, uh, and then accidentally kills himself because he is Homer Simpson. Like no, but genuinely. Uh, the whole thing has been crushing to watch, I guess. Because I was a bit upset when he left AEW, won't lie. I, got, I liked Cody Rhodes. I was really hoping for the um, the natural heel turn that felt like it was coming Yeah. Um, towards yeah. the end of him leave before he left. You know, I honestly thought that it was, that was what was going to happen. Yeah. I wouldn't say I liked him, but I did enjoy him and i yep. uh you know there were elements of aw that was around him that i did enjoy and you know but there was a lot of bollocks around cody and AEW. sure, sure um, i get that and now he's in wwe a lot of that's gone away you know he's not bringing his dog to the ring out to the ring with him uh, uh <laughs> and uh, uh his wife either uh yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> there's just, there was just a lot of shit around him that needed to stop but yeah <laughs> But I just the way the way that he's come into when he when he came into WWE, um, and you know he, he had the 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 pec injury at Hell in a Cell, and he fought through that like the valiant you know white meat baby face that he was, and then he came back and won the Rumble, and challenged Roman Reigns, and the, it, this was this period where they'd the the crowd and the the creative had had heated up. Him, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, into the these are the guys that we want to take the belt off Roman. And you had like the month before Mania, I think it was Sami and Zayn and uh, Roman wrestling in Montreal. Yeah. And if you're not going to do it there, if you're not going to take the belt off him and give Sami that big moment, considering the storyline, logically, it was going to be Cody. And then yeah. it wasn't Cody. And yeah. then Cody doesn't even get a rematch. He goes into like a three, I think it was a three match program with Brock Lesnar for reasons. Just because Brock Lesnar decided I'm going to fight you. And, and then, yeah. you know, and then it's sort of devolved into him um, feuding with and now tagging with, uh, Is it? J I think it's Jey Uso who's the guy that yeah. he's yeeting with. Um, and I don't know. This... And now the rocks turned up as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, the rocks turned up, and he's looking like he's taking the mania spot. Punk's come in. He's taking. <laughs> he's he's possibly facing Rollins if Rollins isn't broken by yeah. Mania. So yeah. it's just this is where I'm saying he's the Frank Grimes. Like he does everything right. Bless him. Like he he does a good articulate promo. He wrestles a good solid match. He looks the part. He does the corporate bits behind the scenes. He's lovely. Like I've seen him do videos with. Um, you know, like a kid holds a sign up saying, you know, if follow me on TikTok, yeah. and he does, and then he goes, also, I'll t I'm giving you your dad tickets to Mania 40 on me. Yeah, you know, he yeah, do he does genuinely nice things. He's the 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 perfect poster boy, the corporate entity behind the scenes, the brilliant performer in front of the camera that's that WWE wants. Not saying like he is, you know, the the be the, the greatest or whatever like that, but like yeah. he's everything WWE want. And he just will never get it. It'll just never happen. It's, and it's classic McMahonism, though. 
It's yeah. like, this is what the crowd want. No. No. I'll, I like, know what the crowd want. Yeah. It's like the whole, it's like Daniel Bryan all over again. Mm. It's like, yeah. you've got so many angles, like you said, Jordan, you know, like going up against Roman Reigns and the sort of like, I'm finishing the story. This is for, this is for my dad kind of thing. <laughs> and the way I've always seen it is WrestleMania is WWE's like season finale. So you want all the good shit to be wrapped up by then. Yeah. You want matches that people will talk about, moments that people will talk about in a positive way, not like I cannot fucking believe they've kept the fucking belt on Roman. Yeah. 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 And it's such a deflating ending as well. Just like the, the end of that match is so boring. And... Well, the end of that match ended with... Uh... <laughs> A rubber chicken in the ring. So it's got a lot of complaining. Uh. Leslie Nielsen would have been proud of it. But it, it it's just yeah, I I just I just find the whole I found the whole thing sort of semi deflated. And what's happened is it's taken one of my favorite um things in WWE that I actually used to go on YouTube to look for the highlights on on their YouTube channel, yeah. which is the bloodline, and turned that into something Blair and why is this still going and oh, are we still doing this yeah, yeah, yeah you know what i mean like everything has a natural point nwo should have ended at starcade 97 yeah that should have been it yeah. right and then 98 should have been the nwo civil war and the ending of it right yeah. that's that's what it should have been but instead we got you know all uh, let's just keep this going and going and going and going, and going. Yeah. And it's you know, and it's gone to the point where now they've created a secondary title because they either don't want to take it off Roman or you know, or, and this deal that he's got, which like we said it before, he's doing his twelve matches a year or whatever it is, and yeah. you've now gone, you went to all the effort of putting Roman up on that pedestal of unifying the belts yeah. to then splitting them off because you need a world champion on the shows, um, yeah. and yeah. Cody ain't even getting that. You know, he got the tag team titles for a week. Yeah, when he, he <laughs> so like you can't you can't even give him that. So yeah, unfortunately, Cody Rhodes is Frank Grimes in my head, and um, it's been very disappointing to see something with quite a lot of build and potential, and also a proper like haha to AEW if you were if you want to be petty about it mm. and go yeah you didn't. This is what you could do with him. This is what you and I know that he probably booked himself into a hole with that. I'll never challenge for the world title if I lose this match yeah. stipulation with MJF. But there's ways out of that. The heel turn, and then he could have gone. Haha, but really, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing that because I want to do this. And you know, you had all this potential, and yeah, you just you just screwed it up. And there's two Cody. things that I'm not 100 sold on with Cody. Um, a, I don't think he would ever want to turn heel and that's why he didn't in AEW I don't think he wants to because I think in his head uh, he doesn't think people would boo him as a as a Rhodes <laughs> yeah we would uh, exactly <laughs> and uh, also I'd just like one feud maybe two that, you know a feud and then another feud where he doesn't mention his dad in the slides <laughs> uh, I don't think that could ever happen but you know just once, yeah. maybe, lads. You know, it'd be nice. Maybe nice. <laughs> it'd be all right. <laughs> Dale, what's your first worst off? Um, it has to be. It's a triple threat, yeah. and it is the loss of Bray Wyatt 
Briscoe and my all-time hero, Terry Funk. Yeah, uh, that's that's number one on my worst of moments. Uh, and who who caused it, Baz? It was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're never doing another podcast about deaths. The, nope. the wrestling ever because. <laughs> 24 hours after recording the episode, not releasing the episode, recording, recording the episode, yeah. Terry Funk sadly passed away. Yeah. And then 24 <laughs> hours after releasing the episode, <laughs> Ray Wyatt also passed away. Yes. So we will not be doing that one again. No. But I think, in, especially with Bray Wyatt, like, I think the internet wrestling community mostly respected like his writing work his creativity uh, and things like that and i totally get his frustration with the in-ring stuff as well like the whole his, his the white family when they first came to wwe were genuinely fucking brilliant yeah it's like you know the wrong turn gimmicks they've done yeah big time and it was genuinely frightening like and and their opponents usually played that up as well, mm. and it was it's something that could have gone on and on and on. But WWE, being WWE, of course had to break up a good thing, yeah. and I don't think he was ever the same when he went solo. So I think he always needed mm. a kind of stable and things like that. But like the the whole stuff that he did with Alexa Bliss, like the children's TV presenter stuff, that was just like. How has this never been done in like 40 years of WWE, like being mm-hmm. on TV? Like you got a fucking, in the 80s, you had a garbage man. You had a fucking, you had two pig farmers. Yeah. But nothing as like specific as that. Yeah. I it's just like, that you can see in a, I think was really well done. You know, yeah. and that, you know, uh, he played into that a lot. Uh, uh, but is that the mania match at, uh, during COVID, where they went th- back through John Cena's yeah. career? Yeah, 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 that was class. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I thought I, when the theme first happened, I was like, "This is going to be some wonderful bollocks." Um, you are trying to be a very scary doink, and I don't understand why. <laughs> it for me, it 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 felt like. Ray Wyatt is a huge fan of like um, horrors, but like the first horrors, so like the first Nightmare on Elm Street or the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff. But creative, they like Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake with Matthew McConaughey. And they think those are better. And that was the creative kind of, you know, the the creative fashion that they had. Because like with Doink, I always thought it was a, um, a shame they never went full Pennywise with him. Yeah. You know when he's when he's heel, he should have been a scary clown, not just a, a clown that cheats. I I I always thought it was. I, I've always had this thought of if they've given him a cigar, doink, right, and made it look like he'd not, you know, he'd wrestled, and then as his his face paint had come off, and then he got away and come back the next week as with the face paint that had like come off, you know, from the just made him look scruffy. Yeah. That would have made him more scarier, I think, and more evil to me. Uh, sure. a, a scruffy, disheveled clown is always scary. <laughs> Just a clown. 
Just the cloud. I think <laughs> you could probably best describe Bray's relationship with WWE as like. You're that kid who asks for art supplies every Christmas, right? And every Christmas, your mum and dad gets them. But you grow out of that and you want to move on to something else. But your mum and dad still think that that's what you're into. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you want to do this horror thing? Yeah, yeah. But let's just like, let's just fill a fucking project a load of fucking insects onto a ring. That's scary. Whoa. Well, let me come in here with my f- first worst pick of 2023. Uh, the Mountain Dew Black Lights match from the two, 2023 Royal Rumble. Uh, I did yeah. actually watch this match because I uh, I watched the Rumble last year and uh, I, I watched I rewatched this match just uh, the other day. My fucking god! If you were in the crowd for that, you'd either have had an epileptic fit from the uh, a seizure from the fucking lasers that were going on, or you wouldn't have been able to see a fucking thing. Um, and it's such a shame that it was Bray Wyatt's last match ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it was, wasn't it? Um, that was his last match. Um, so I just thought that had to be go that had to go in there as 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 one of the worst things that happened last year. Um, yeah, uh, like I say, I went with you now with picking those three guys as well, losing those three, but that Mountain Dew Black Light match, Jesus fucking wept. Like you could see what happened there. Like, like WWE creative are all like, oh, we, oh, we could do this, and oh, we could do this. Oh my god, oh, we can do that. Yeah, it'll look amazing on TV. What about the guy in row double Z at the back? He can't, he can't see some stuff at the best of the times, and he's looking on the monitor. But when he, that would fuck off with that, come on. <laughs> yep. But so yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'll jump in on that one with that. Uh, Jordan, give us your second worst one. Um, the AEW injury curse. Ah, yes. So, yeah. so much good stuff was derailed by um, injuries that... Yeah. Uh, Jamie, needless. Yeah, Jamie Hayter, for example, um, probably up until that point, one of the best women's wrestlers. And actually... Um, carrying this this division that's been very, very hit and miss. Mostly um, miss but they're yeah. definitely carrying it in the hits. Yeah. Yeah, mostly misses, but let's let's give them props when it's good. Like Jamie Hayter was really good. And you know, her injury unfortunately derailed a lot of that momentum as well. Cause I think they shifted then with all the outcast stuff, which I thought was terrible. So this is a bit that's a miss part. Um but they shifted into that and, you know, you've got things like uh, John Moxley finally defeating Orange Cassidy, who had a very a, a very good story run with that international title. Um, and I, I loved the whole thing of him, like Orange kind of feeling like it's cursed almost, like he's breaking down, he's being busted open, but he's still winning these fights. And then Moxley wins it. And then you kind of like, his first match he faces... Um, Ray Phoenix. Oh, Ray Phoenix. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ray Phoenix accidentally drops him on his head, and he's concussed, and he's hurt, and they change the finish. So then Phoenix gets it, and then it goes back onto Orange Cassidy, and then Mox is kind of left dwindling, and you know Blackpool Combat Club then gets like derailed, and you know uh, Adam Cole hurting his uh, leg, which probably derailed this the Devil storyline, which probably would have culminated a lot quicker. Um, 
and been a little less blatant um a reveal at the end even <laughs> even though it's the right in my opinion i don't think anyone should else should have been it like i I, I have my I have my reasons for that. No, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it has to for me. It has to make sense. Someone coming in like when I remember people saying Dolph Ziggler. Why? Why? Yeah. What 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 beef does he have with MJF? Exactly. None. Like, I'd you know. happy, I'd, I think I'd have been happier with Jack Perry just for the shits and giggles <laughs> of watching the internet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Adam was the right choice, really. Exactly. You got you got Kenny Omega with his diverticulitis. Yeah. Um, Pack. He like a lot. So with with all these people getting hurt, AEW's had to change creative, which is difficult at the best of times. Yeah, you compound that with the stuff I mentioned earlier with all the people throwing the toys out of the pram and acting like children, and you've had quite a cursed tumultuous twenty twenty three. Really, even though we've all talked about bright points and wrestlers in the company. These things have really, really derailed this the AEW over twenty twenty three. If you really look at it, um, and I genuinely think that this injury curse, which is something, just uh, Dante Martin with the leg break, that was a good one. Um, you know these these injuries they've really derailed a lot of momentum, and this has been very a start stop year for the company. While whilst WWE have finally gotten their ducks in a row. And for me watching it, I like to see them constantly evolving, constantly getting bigger and better and stuff. So it's the reason it's on the the, the downside for me is because for my stake in the game of who, what I want to see and who I want to do really well, you know, it's kind of created a, a bit of a up and down, piss poor kind of booking year, really storyline wise, which is a shame for this, you know, for the group that gave us the hangman epic. You know, yeah. has given us some incredibly, incredibly good storylines yeah. to have to just haphazardly book. It's been a bit. It has, it has been yeah. a bit of a shame. It really has. But I think that's the price you pay for doing that sort of style. And, 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 you know, they are going for a more sports based, realistic style, whereas WWE is always going to be sort of more circus attraction based sort of thing. So, sports entertainment. Sports entertainment, exactly, yeah. So that's the sort of price you pay, I think, really, unfortunately. You know, if you're going to have a storyline like the Orange Cassidy one where the dude's defending his belt every week against some of the top guys and every week he's getting battered, but he's just scraping through and he's broke a bone in his hand this week, he's injured his back next week, he's done a bit in his neck. If you're going to make a storyline out of it, then unfortunately... Real life's gonna kick in as well at some point, and you're gonna you're gonna get a concussion, you're gonna get a a, a leg break, yeah. you know. It happens in WWE as well, and but I just think yeah, AEW have been pretty yeah. It, see, it seemed to happen a lot more in AEW this year than I can remember for anyone else. Like I, it, it's just literally you're building up and building up and building up to this storyline. Keith Lee, there you go. Yeah, you know you're building up all these storylines, and then you just have to derail them and quickly change into something else or have a diluted version of what you were going to do as a result of it. And I think a lot of it's been a real, real shame for a company that up until 2023 really were firing on all cylinders. Like if you think about 2020, when we started the year, we had, you know, you we had Punk, we had Hangman in the Ascendancy, we had Mox and Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan, there you go. Broken arm, broken eyeball in the, in, 
what in months of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he's Der- retiring again, yeah. derailing stuff. Now, yeah, now he's got to retire. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's just like I said, it's just been a lot of stuff that's really derailed the momentum of something that I think is really good. And I just, for me, that's a real shame. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right, mate. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shitter. <laughs> it, really <laughs> is. it really is a shitter. It really is. Um, Mr. Nayal, give us your second worst. Sadly, I had too many to choose from. <laughs> Which, like, I had more to choose from than, than good points, but I don't know if that's like the, the 12-year-old smarking me. <laughs> um, I'm going to go... I'm going to generate some heat on this one what LA fucking night <laughs> no how <laughs> why hey yeah hey, I'm, uh, yeah I'm with you I'm with you on this I don't understand this like I said in the group uh, a couple of days ago this guy is just 2023 2024's version of Mr. Kennedy he's got yeah. Uh, yeah, Kennedy he's that's got a catch like- people like to say and that's it uh, by lots of things I don't get it but I will they be saying it 30 years on like Stone Cold's what no because no. it's only one word though it's got the potential to stick around a little bit longer than you think uh, I mean, the guy's 42 years old exactly I didn't like him when he was in the NWA or fucking you know I th- I'm pissed off that they changed him from that maxim, maximum male models uh yeah, the the manager for them. I am re- I am so annoyed that that group got just chucked away. That was could have potentially been one of the best things they've done for a long time. Yeah, um, it's, like, it's a it's a, a natural thing as well. Like the fans have been clamoring for him. I'm like, they. I'm sorry, fans, you've got it wrong. Yeah, he's I don't, yeah average at best, lower mid card. When you're fed shit for a long time, the second they give you a ham sandwich that has thirty percent shit on it. They think that that's a delicacy. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of it. To be fair, yeah, you're right with that one, yeah. But I like to say, I think he's just this year's Mr. Kennedy. He's got a, a good catchphrase. I've not seen him in a good match. or I've not really seen him cut a good promo yet that isn't just him ripping off the rock. Uh, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I'm with you on that, 100%. It's like, I'd, I'd get it if he was an up-and-comer, like 10, 15 years younger. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, don't get me wrong, he's decent on the mic, but he over-relies on the yeah thing. And his matches are average at best. At best, yeah. He's um, like Cody Rhodes. He, he, you know, he talks to a talk, but once the bell rings, you, you, you've got to go, you've got to have a good match. Like, and, you know, Cody can pull a good match out of it, but not... I, I, I'm not. He, he doesn't do it consistently, like you know. He, he's um, he, I, yeah. But for, yeah. for Cody's position in the card, I would I would want to see an hour match, headlining Mania, twenty dusty finishes, fucking <laughs> yeah. everything, exploding rings, whatever. Fucking a, yeah, definitely, yeah. You want to see the the, the full shebang, but uh, yeah. No. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, I'm completely with you now. Yeah, rank, I'm, I'm with you on that. Definitely, my pick, and I think mine's going to be a bit controversial and maybe get a bit of heat. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins, fuck off. 
No, no heat with me. Mercy here. No. no heat with me. Absolutely. Get the fuck out of here with you. Hey, you fuck you, off. You shitty laugh. <laughs> what's what's that? What are you doing? Tyler mate? Breeze what? did everything he does ten times better. Who? Tyler Breeze. Yes. Yes. Yep. Like I saw a vi- I can't remember what it was for, if it was for Mania or SummerSlam. There was a video promoting it where he was doing like the the Joker dance down the steps. And then at the end, yep. Becky comes out and they have this like sort of like argument or whatever, and, and she walks off making him look like a dick. And the whole entire time, my skin was crawling watching that. And like every time I see him, I j- I've never liked him. I've never liked Rollins at all. And now he's in this position where, oh, look at me, I'm the top dog on Raw and I'm the locker room leader and I'm this and then I'm that. I, you dress like a fucking duck. I don't understand. I don't understand you. You're like, you laugh. Everything everything he does is better suited to other characters. Don't get me wrong. I like a wacky character. I, I love Dan Housen, oh, yeah. for example. Yeah. And I love the heels that are like, I am, you know, the top guy in the company. Mm. But, mate, you're not. No. He- like, I could get behind someone like, I don't know, like someone heelish and quite cartoony in a way, being like, oh, I'm the best, and being like, you know, cheating every match and whatever. Yeah. Someone like the Million Dollar Man. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking okay, nice. But Seth just can't do it. He's It's like he's watched a few YouTube videos, and the only thing he's lacking is natural charisma. See, this is that right there is my biggest bugbear with Seth Rollins is the fact that he sounds like he's been sat backstage learning his lines and he's verbatim going to tell you those lines with the conviction and delivery of Arnold Schwarzenegger in Conan the Barbarian. That kind of like just that (laughs) stiffness and that that awful B-movie action delivery and it's just rank. And then, like you said, then you put together the awful look and the awful laugh and the only thing you've got is a song where the crowd goes well with you and even that 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 is so fucking annoying you know can we can we all make 2024 the year where we stop singing theme songs yeah yeah please just stop stop doing this like stop i'd like to request the one one exception for nakamura all right we'll allow him but everyone else, and uh, no, yeah, we got either Kame has a hey or whatever it is in uh, for um, oh, fuck you do yeah. that out of fear and respect for Minoru Suzuki. Oh, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Murder <laughs> grandpa, you, you did not mess around with him. No, <laughs> you don't want to be the one not singing it, but yeah, well, it, yeah, yeah, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins. Fucking Seth Rollins could do get in the <laughs> bin, what get in the bin, off. get in the bin, you fucking stop, knob. stop doing the mask. Yeah, just oh, just stop, you know? just stop everything, stop wrestling, go away. I've never stop liked. Stop trying to be Randy Savage on helium. <laughs> yeah, like oh, I've just I've never liked him, even in his even in the Shield days when he was fucking Tyler Black or whatever he was in ROH. No, I've just I don't enjoy you, and uh, and now you are being yourself turned up to twelve. Uh, I really don't fucking enjoy you in the slide. Imagine being Becky Lynch and having to go home to that every fucking day. God, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's never made some the best choices, though, was it? That 
uh, Irish um, river dance character she did when she first oh, came Jesus to Christ. So she agreed to doing that. So there we go. She's never made the best choices in the world ever sometimes. I think there's quite a few honourable mentions that we all probably thought about, like one of them being um, Charles Montague Punk. <laughs> who who really should have known better. Yeah. I mean... I mean, his his thing since he's come to WWE is to do a um, diet version of uh, what he did in AEW. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's when, all he's got now. When he came in first in AEW, it was full of fire and belief and conviction. And then when he came back to AEW after the whole fallout thing, he was phoning it in. You felt like he didn't really, he didn't have his heart set on it, and it wasn't working out and everything like that. And now he's in back in WWE, and it's like he's trying to convince himself that he's. Happy, I, I, I'm convincing myself I'm happy. Like you've gone back to the ex who you didn't really who if it ended badly, but you know you wanted to try and give it a go because you remember the better times, and then all that horrible stuff just keeps creeping back into you. I mean, him, him and Cody had a had an interview segment. A mate of mine, my mate Craig, sent me, and the crowd were dead for them essentially doing MJF Punk from you know where they were just like. Yeah. Personal jabs. Yeah. Um is that last night? Uh, or this week's raw, sorry. Yeah, I think it was Monday just gone. Yeah. I just I just yeah, again, like him him returning to WWE. I mean, I when we did the CM Punk episode, I thought he was done with wrestling. Yeah. I genuinely would that went when I had a I had a CM Punk t shirt up on eBay. Um <laughs> that I had, like, you know, the white the white the yellow GTS one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had up on eBay for like weeks and no one was buying it. And then at 4.30 in the morning on the day of Survivor Series, <laughs> a notification up on my phone going, you'll see a punk t-shirt sold. And I woke up a few hours later, looked at it, and I just turned to my missus and just went, I think CM Punk's back in WWE, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what gave it away because I was just like, all right. And, but yeah, it, it, it's, been, it's been awful to see, you know, it's been awful to see something with so much potential leave AEW, go to WWE, and just feel so soulless and, and lifeless. All that excitement just evaporated like, the day after the day after Survivor Series. His yeah. first promo on Raw after Survivor Series. Go. So you got nothing new to say. You got nothing original to talk about. Yeah. Now nah, thanks. Yeah. It's like when he joined AEW and when he came out in Chicago, that was like my first goosebumps moment in fucking years. Oh, I, yeah, I stayed up late to watch that. Yeah. I was fully with that dude in the crowd crying. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was I, I was 100% behind that dude, um, you know, and uh, I, I think it's the only, still the only episode of Rampage I've ever watched. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But you know, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Montgomery Punk. Um, I just want him to be back to his like his short hair stage in WWE, where he was with Heyman, and he was a <laughs> bastard, and not the like. I get some of what he said in that press conference at AW, but he crossed a few lines. And I mean, that's always going to be go down in legend just for Tony Khan's fucking expressions during. Oh, that's day. fucking hilarious! I'm still trying to find a way of putting his face on a gig poster. I'm going to do it. 
but that, that face that like uh and I, I think i kind of get what he was going for at the time he's like i'm the big fucking dog i've done like 20 plus years in wrestling but when he stepped the line was basically when he said like yeah you're all shit it's like it should have been like i want to make you better mm. yeah. yeah yeah if they're not going to learn i'll teach them sort of Wait, that was why i said at the end episode as well it takes people like him should be a leader, should be someone who's pulling a guy to a side and going, look, this is what's going on. This is what I've heard. Let's squash this. Let's figure it out. Let's move on. Not this. He said, she said bullshit. Like none of that. Just sorry. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and and I, I, I have always maintained that one person will say the wrong thing to him and yeah. it'll, it'll all blow up again. It'll and- all come spiraling down. Yeah. And I can't, I can't th- if it's if I'm proven wrong, great. But I just get this air of everyone's kind. And this is one thing that I also hope dies in 2024 is too many insidery promos. Yeah. So yeah. Stop, shoots. Stop, al- stop alluding to it. <clears throat> stop alluding to all that. The one thing that's been a saving grace since, and I, I, again, this might be a heat bringer. I'm not missing MJF because. We've had promos from wrestlers yeah. that have been incredible. And if we talk, if can we segue that into um, the things we're looking forward to? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it yeah. That with me yeah, is yeah. what's going to happen now with the reign of Samoa Joe, the inevitable rise of Swerve Strickland. These two are delivering promos which put over the guy that they're fighting, yeah. whilst also simultaneously getting themselves over. Yeah. Swerve said a line like Hangman Page could beat God, but he could never beat me because I've yeah. beat him. We've fought twice, and I've won twice. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's showing that that's putting Hangman up there, but at the same time going, but I'm better, and I'm that's better what. Than, yeah, you're not gonna beat me though. Exactly, it's what's supposed to be. Joe, his his promos have essentially been: if you want to fight, step up, and I will destroy you. Yeah, which is what a world champion should be. Yeah. MJF constantly little jabby get himself over make the other person look weak worked so well for so long that i think i got desensitized to it to the point where like i i missed promos like that yeah and it's kind of yeah this is what's happening in wwe with everyone talking to punk they're all talking to him like you had a blow up backstage in the last place you were at hint hint you know, they're not outwardly saying it, but they're alluding to it a lot. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it's just awful. Like, just be creative. Talk about the match. Put the stuff over. Get, give us what we used to love about wrestling, which was just, you know, Austin's got a problem with McMahon. McMahon's got a problem with Austin. They're spending time trying to outdo each other. Yeah. And we ate that stuff up. And it was simple. It was really people simple. Are, people are going to orbit around. Yeah, well, but that storyline's still going to go on, and that's the center. But Precisely. the Rock's going to get involved in it, and then with the Rock being involved, that means Big Fall is going to get involved, or what? You know. And then you got your offshoot feuds and all that sort of stuff. And I think yeah. that that's the thing I'm looking forward to with AEW is that if what every show has been since World's End, so I know we're only like three shows, three weeks of shows in, mm. maybe four weeks of shows in actually, but we're about a month after. If this is what they're going to do this year, bring it on. MGF can stay gone for as long as possible. 
because I don't really, I don't really miss that. I found I'd, I'd, I'd like that I want back, this. I'd, I'd like him back, but I don't want him involved in the main event pitch this scene. Time. No, I, he can fight. He can fight Adam Cole for a bit, and then if yeah. he wants to go to WWE, go to WWE. Like I, I at one point used to think that that was if he left, that would be like almost like an AEW death nail. Yeah, but seeing like I said, these guys stepping up. Samoa Joe becoming like the most legit version of Samoa Joe we have ever seen. Samoa Joe's like the fucking kingpin at the minute. Innie. And he, like they made him this fucking gangland boss, like from New York. So, like I met, you know, he's yeah. a fucking boss. His match with Hook was tremendous. Cause when yeah. that was announced, I was a little bit like, really? Like I like Hook, but yeah. really? I and love Hook. <laughs> I'm gonna say I love Hook. Oh, I, I love boy. him as well. Hook but my boy. He's not up there yet. No, we can we can agree on that. He's not up there yet. Yeah, Joe made him look amazing by smashing him to bits and him doing the Rocky thing of getting back up. See, Punk, it's worth watching Rocky. Yeah. Um, but Rocky kept getting back up and he kept getting back up and stuff, and it it made sense and it was a really 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 good match. And if that's what we're looking forward to with Samoa Joe, mm. oh my God, please, and then build up Hangman, build up Swerve. Osprey's coming in. Build them all up. Let's do this and give Joe that monster reign before you eventually somehow get it onto Swerve. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Fucking yeah. 100% yeah. behind you on that. Yes. Uh, now, what, what are you looking forward to most? The same thing I've been asking for for years. The return of Southpaw Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at that the other day on IMDb. Do you know that whole series has got an 8.8 on IMDb? Seriously? I fucking love that. <laughs> it, it was beautiful. <laughs> to me, that, that was it with uh, Cena as the, the commentator and all that. Lance Catamaran. The lads Cameron, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, it was was it him? Him and Jericho were the commentators, weren't they? Yeah, um, yes. and it was it was just incredible. Yeah, like I'll yeah. I'll go and watch it back every few months or so, and just be like, why have you done nothing with this? Why are you keeping shit like fucking Table of Three or Legends House on the network? Yeah, Legends House yeah. shouldn't be on there. I need to get rid of that. Table of Three can be good sometimes, depending on who, who's on it. I tell you what, they need to bring back that um, Legends of Wrestling. The the um, it was like five people around the table just doing what we're doing, just chatting shit about. Wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With like, Gene Oakland used to host it, wasn't it? And then they'd yeah, have like two people on either side from yeah. the from well, the J- thing they're talking JR about. Jr. hosts it later on, later on in the right. Jr. Because Gene's not the best at hosting it, really. To be fair, um, he doesn't really know who everyone is, or and he, you know, and he, he doesn't flow it as well. But Jr.'s fucking brilliant, and he lets people talk, and he goes back on them and says, "Now nah, you're talking shit there," and I remember that, and this, that, and the other. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's quite good. Um, but yeah, Southpaw. <laughs> but in in all seriousness, if I could just be serious, <laughs> I would like to see more wrestling in WWE. I would like to see them bring back suplexes, maybe not pile drivers or anything like that, but actual wrestling moves yeah, and not yeah. holds or fucking shit like that or punches or crossbodies. Yeah. I want proper, I want to know that you've spent time with Killer Kowalski for like five years. I want to see like actual proper wrestling. Get them to reopen the dungeon. It doesn't matter if yeah. that's dead. Reopen the dungeon, you cowards. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Oh, no. Yeah, bring back like just. I mean, like you say, you got your Chad Gable, who's who's a amateur wrestler who does do sort of those moves, and Otis as well. He does sort of those types of things. But the further up you get up the card, it is very Hogan I mean, Warrior. When, you, when your top guy's finisher is either a punch or a spear, you've got problems. Come on, pocket, hey, seriously, like. It's not the F five, is it? Like you know, it's a, a a a fucking punch where he sort of no and his wrist. I've been saying this for years as well. Finishing moves should always be protected. Yeah, yeah, but it is hard when we live. We live in a raw era where there's no jobbers on Raw anymore. You yeah, know? Um, and uh, every match is a uh, you know a big name versus a big name. If you brought back jobber matches, you would be able to get over your finisher cleanest, you know, like you could give somebody a fucking sleeper hold as a finisher and it would get over now, you know. AEW well, kind of tried it, that for a while, didn't they? And it didn't really pan out for him. What were the jobber when the GDT was like a top finisher and not just like the move that you did? Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I do think over time, like the Canadian Destroyer was a fucking was a finisher at one point, but now it's just a transition move into a lariat sometimes now. <laughs> you know? Something popped up on my Facebook memories. I'd been clearly watching something. I don't know if it was a rumble or what. And like, I've put in all caps, oh my fucking God, a Canadian destroyer in this match. And now like, that was when it was proper rare, just a few yeah. years ago. Uh, but like, now like, people are open with that shit. The only people who were doing it were Pete Williams, and he was doing it properly. And uh, who was the guy? Lance, not Lance Cade. Trevor Murdoch did one. Yeah, I remember Trevor Murdoch doing one on Raw. <laughs> like when you see when you God. used to see them back on like in the good old days, as it were, yeah. it was proper like jump out of your seat moment. What? It'd be like if someone did a fucking pile driving out. You'd be like, "Holy Pete, shit, that's illegal!" But Pete barely hit it. If you remember, if you think back to the TNA days, right, Pete Williams hardly ever hit it because he hardly ever won. No, well, yeah, 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 yeah. So he, he'd always go for it yeah. and then it would get reversed majority of the time because, again, you, like you're saying, you're protecting the finish even if the guy's jobbing. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like, you know, I, I get where you're coming from. I One thing I'm really looking forward to seeing, though, is actually this year in WWE leading up yeah. to Netflix leading up yeah. to this massive sort of game-changing idea of moving on to an exclusively a streaming platform. Yeah. Probably the most recognizable streaming platform in the world. You will no longer be able to say that they are the longest-running weekly episodic the TV Sonic. show because they won't be on TV anymore. They'll be on streaming services. So I'm that's... still pretty sure that Coronation Street holds that title. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, 30 years of Raw almost now. Come on. Has it been like 60. 70 years of Corey? <laughs> 64, yeah, 64 years of Corey. 64 years. And, and we still what? don't know the TV ratings for Coronation Street versus the <laughs> Defenders. That's another thing we can put in the bin for this year. Can we please stop talking about ratings and hard camera fan attendance and demographics? Ratings and are dead. Ratings fucking... has been dead since streaming started. And stop tribalism of it all like why are you being a wwe stan why are you just being an AEW? fucking enjoy wrestling like you know and stop thinking that what you're doing now online is what we did when we were kids <laughs> yeah because it wasn't i watched both 
Yeah. And I watched um, ECW and yeah. I watched CZW and I found indies and all that sort of stuff. I watched wrestling in like you, like you Danny, and I think you did as well now. We watched, um, you know, Town Hall British okay, wrestling yeah. as well. Just we watched right. it all because we just loved having all of this brilliant thing. Yeah. So don't I be like, watched it on a goddamn 18 inch cathode ray TV. Yeah. You had an 18 inch TV. Oh, yeah. didn't know you were, don't know you were born. <laughs> <laughs> Bet it was copper as well, wasn't it? Now it, it was one of them where you put fifty p's in the back. <laughs> there was no internet back then to hit, warn us about heroes of wrestling. We had to just watch it and find out. Dirt sheets <laughs> were actual physical pieces of paper. <laughs> right, I might, I'm gonna, I've got two things I'm looking forward to most in this year. First one: where the fuck does Okada land? Now that he has left uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, does he go to AEW? Does he go to WWE? Does he go back home to TNA and cuts a promo in the middle of a six-squared ring saying, this is my home? Uh, what happens? You know, uh, Will he still be, at the end of 2024, will he still be the biggest Japanese wrestler, you know, uh, in the world? Um I think he's got potential to be one of the biggest stars ever outside of Japan. You know, if he if he leaves and goes to a big boy, um, if he does something weird and goes to like um, all Japan, I think that'd be fucking shocking as well. You know, but he's left New Japan. Where is he going to land? I'm I'm very interested to see that. And also, um, sort of like you, John. But um, I, I I'm I just want I'm really looking forward to Eddie Kingston's year this year. I think he's going to be fucking brilliant. Like the stuff he's doing with Daniel Bryan at the minute is really good. I, 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 you know, I'm really enjoying him. Sort of having this little feud with Bryan and the fact Bryan can't beat him. Um, you know, you, you can see it get to Bryan a little bit and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I just he's got the triple crown title things. He's you know, New Japan wrestler Arrow. ROH champion and uh, I just hope he has a a really good year I think he will I think he'll have a really good year this year and yeah one of my favourite wrestlers at the minute and uh, I'm just yeah really looking forward to what he's got coming up so I'm a bit nervous about Okada because I don't want him to end up like Hideo Itami yeah exactly you know that's um, he was a time split guy wasn't he Yeah. yeah 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 So, like, yeah, what a good run in NXT, and that was it. See you later. Um, Problem is, if he goes to AEW, though, does he become one of those um, guys who, like like an Andrade, like a Miro, a lost in the shuffle thing? I don't think he he will, no. Because the problem is, right, with Miro, unfortunately, the best thing that's ever been about Miro was Adrian English. Yeah. Um... And I think the best thing about Andrade was um, Selena Vega. Um, you know, they're all right in the ring. It's the same with Malachi Black. He's great in the ring. But fuck me, you know, like, the best thing about Malachi Black is Buddy Matthews. And, uh, and uh, the other lad, uh, um, ah, the big... Brody the big, King. Brody King. Yeah, those uh, and Julia Hart as well. I'm more interested in Julia Hart than I am Malachi she Black. Has had the year as well. She, like that, talk about talk about hey, a transformation. 
Fucking hell. The other week, I think it was a collision, um, House of Black versus FTR. Um, the, 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 she was ringing the bell at the end. Oh, my God. So yeah. fucking out of us. She just stood there. Ding, ding. Like, <laughs> oh, it was amazing. It was one of the greatest endings to a wrestling show ever. But, yeah, she's had a fucking, she had a great year. And she's way more interesting than fucking Malachi Black is, would ever yeah. be. Little Tommy End. Hello, I'm Tommy End. I'm a very scary man. Um, <laughs> Should that be it? Hello, it's my, my name is Malachi Black. And uh, yes, we're going to have a smoke in the pancake and uh, we're going to be very scary today. Okay. <laughs> this is my friend Buddy. <laughs> Buddy and Brody. Hey. <laughs> and on that note, folks, and on that note, to play us out, I think. Um, We'll have uh, we'll have the Van der Valk theme tune. No, um, Niall, pick a song. Do you Van der Valk theme tune? The Van der Valk theme tune. Yeah, the little Tommy end. Hey, we'll play the Van der Valk theme tune for you, Tommy. Hey, um, yeah. Cheers, John. You're welcome, mate. Thanks for having me again. Always love any time. See you soon, love. Cheers, Mr. Niall. Thank you very much. I um, enjoy uh, enjoy um, the rumble uh, if you watch it, everybody. And uh, we'll be back next month with some more bollocks. Uh, until then, take it easy, everybody. See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye.